jungle. Welcome everybody to Almost Current Events with Dead and Snitch. I'm Dead. I'm Snitch. Before we get into today's episode, a little disclaimer. Logic and honesty make us far too controversial for enraged ears. If you have an uncontrollable propensity to believe unfounded or erroneous claims, this podcast is not for you. Example, we only discuss the actual well-documented evidence of things like Bigfoot crashing Nessie's 400th birthday bash or the recent upset at the Area 51 Olympics, where the gray people beat the lizard people at water polo for the first time in 22 years. All right, everybody, we got a fun episode for you today. It's called Politics are Depressing, Let's Go Fishing. What do dead and snitch do when they're not trying to save the world? So, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, Snitch, uh, tell the people a little bit about your hobbies, interests. What, what do you like to do? Well, uh, Dad, I, um, after coming home from a long day's work, I, I like to sit down, catch up with the family. You know, I've got five people, a wife and four kids, so it, they, they require my attention. It's uh, part of my life almost like a hobby. There's always something crazy going on and, <laughs> and zany. But after that, I like to grab my guitar. I've been playing guitar, playing guitar for about five years now, and I really enjoy it. Um, I like just uh, picking up my guitar and, and just playing some, some random chords and chord progressions. Um, and also like to use YouTube and some YouTube-based apps to play along with some songs that I know. And it gives me the opportunity to um, build my uh, dexterity in my chord hand, and learn new chords and try to memorize and find them quickly. So it's, I don't have a teacher, don't have time for a teacher. So I kind of am working on being self-taught. So that's probably my biggest hobby. I also like to go camping with the family. We are, because we're so many of us, we decided a long time ago, hey, we may not be able to afford all of these all-inclusive resorts and take these big super-duper vacations. So what we've done is we're like, you know what? We love the outdoors. We love camping. Let's go ahead and get some camping gear. And that's exactly what we've done. We um, used to have a camper because we moved into a subdivision that didn't allow us to keep the camper on site. We decided to go ahead and sell it because it was just too much trouble keeping it in a storage facility. I found that owning a camper is like owning a second home. It requires maintenance. It requires love. <laughs> it requires tweaking and all of those things. And it's difficult to do when you, your camper's in a storage facility. A lot of people do it, and they get by just fine. But me, I really like to have it parked right next to the house so I can make a project after, out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. My wife and I actually had a small pop-up camper that uh, mm. I refurbished years ago. Um, yeah. See, that's the kind of thing I'd like to do. You want to make it, okay, I don't like where how this looks. I want to change the materials here. I want to add a shelf, that sort of thing. So long story short, we went ahead and sold it. But because there were so many personal belongings in all the cupboards and different places, we said to ourselves, well, we're not going to let all of these things go with it. We'll just sell the camper. We took all of our personal stuff out. I bought a five by seven um, uh, enclosed box trailer. And I put some shelves in there and I have all of that stuff in our trailer. 
along with some um some cool tents and so yeah there's everything in that box trailer we've got you know tons of sleeping bags and our chairs tables outdoor kitchen solar powered lights and the whole shooting match (laughs) so when we (laughs) so now when we go camping um tent camping is what it is now for us we still kind of glam a bit we've got a portable potty (laughs) with a pop-up tent that goes around it so in the middle of the night when you got to get up and nature is calling you don't have to walk all the way to the what's it called shower station or whatever bathroom it's right there you know our bathroom's right there outside of our um, tent door and um yeah and i'm always looking forward to the new camping gadget actually i have found myself spending money on this thing I've, now i have camping stickers on the back your bumper stickers you know <laughs> let's let's go camping i'd rather be camping camp life you know i'm like yeah so you know you don't spend money on anything else but you're sure spending money on this trailer now i've got a uh, solar powered lights on the interior and now i'm looking forward to getting some speakers hooked up so that it can have music <laughs> we've got a we've got a portable induction cooker thing you know it's one of those um t- uh, stovetop things and it's yeah. induction type you know you've got to use the pots that a magnet will stick to is that ferrous or non-ferrous metal i always forget. I believe it's ferrous because iron is magnetic right. yeah exactly so it's ferrous yeah and that that word yeah, ferrous yeah so anyway uh we've got a lot of cool things that make it fun because we step back from big camper to tent camping so yeah our, our long-term plan is that when we, you know, when the kids are grown and we sell this house and we scale down, we'll get back into um, camp, um, camping. We'll probably big, buy a, a nice big diesel pusher and make that uh, the thing that we do. But yeah, that really um, uh, uh, kind of sums up what I do uh, when I'm not trying to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. My wife and I... How about you guys? Oh, well, um, well, fishing is the main hobby uh, for me. Uh, and my uh, wife also loves fishing, but she doesn't have much time to do it with the two children. Uh, yeah. um, but uh, I got uh, into kayak fishing. And uh, so where you spend all of your money on camping, I'm mm-hmm. spending it on a kayak. Mm. And I, whoa, whoa, whoa. But kayak fishing. Now, tell me about kayak fishing. I know about, you know, the bass boat or the, you know, the other big boats and kind of thing johnny boats but kayaks tell me about that yeah yeah it's a it's a growing sport in fact it's it's really grown up a lot in the last few years i've got my first kayak about three and a half years ago before my first daughter was born it was a little cheap walmart kayak and i really enjoyed it but was really hard to fish out of because it wasn't too stable so Hmm. early this year um i went out and bought a very nice made for fishing fishing kayak and Hmm. i do uh I'm, I'm going to be doing this next year, some tournament bass fishing. Um, I'm actually sponsored now. So we're going to get all that rolling about March of next year. A buddy and I are actually starting a local um, bass fishing club. And mm. so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun. We've got quite a few people interested now. We've several of us have been fishing together now for about a year and uh, just a good way to get out on the water, de-stress and try mm-hmm. to hook a giant bass and maybe win some money. Yeah, sounds like a, a, a nice combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a side hustle now. 
You're not sure. allowed to have hobbies in our era. No, 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 no. Side hustle. <laughs> but now with this, these temperatures, um, how, you know, the, the, does the temperatures, I mean, it's like, what, what is it in our part of the world right now? We have, we're having like low, uh, some thirties, low thirties, and then highs fit anywhere from 50 to 70 degrees at this time of year. So how well, yeah. is that affecting your, um, your, your, your side hustle? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well this time of year, um, in fact, this was the reason many of us got together. I, I met two of the guys that I fish mm -hmm. with regularly. And, uh, one of whom is the guy who's really heading up this new club. I met him on mm -hmm. social uh, or on uh, YouTube, uh, during okay. a live stream for a guy mm -hmm. named Fluke Master. And I would recommend if anybody wants to learn how to bass fish, look up Fluke mm -hmm. Master on YouTube. He's the guy that taught mm -hmm. me how to fish. Um, and he does a great job from beginner all the way up to advanced. We are not sponsored by him, but I do have a lot of respect for him because he's been doing this for a long time. Gotcha. And, um, gotcha. and he does a live stream every Friday night. Um, when I was on that live stream, I heard somebody mention the town we were from. So, yeah. uh, I just hit him up on the live stream. I was like, Hey, if you want to get together at a local park or something and go fishing, we can. And the main reason for that is for times of year like this, when it gets colder, it actually mm -hmm. becomes dangerous to go out fishing by yourself in a kayak because you do yeah. go in the water occasionally. Um, okay. I've only fallen in once and it wasn't okay. from the kayak. It was from the bank. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it does happen. And it's good to have like a buddy system or something because hypothermia can set in very quickly. It can become a dangerous situation. And mm. unfortunately, we do lose kayakers every year due to uh, cold weather and them going out and not wearing a life vest and things like really? that. So, wow. so um, that's how it started. Now it's growing into an actual little tiny uh, kayak league of our own. There's already a couple of other major kayak leagues out there. KBF being the biggest one, kayak bass fishing, and then uh, FLW and Bassmasters both have their own kayak leagues now. So it is a quickly expanding sport. That's awesome. What do you think the, um, what do you think the, um, the impetus what what is there well, something you can put your finger on that well i think it's a way for people to kind of get into bass fishing without dropping the investment on a huge uh, you know bass boat that costs fifty seventy thousand dollars you yeah. can yourself and it still sounds ridiculously expensive to some people what i'm about to say but you can go get yourself a sixteen hundred dollar kayak and <laughs> yeah i heard that uh <laughs> And, and get out there and actually compete <laughs> in small leagues. <laughs> but uh, wow. yes, I spent that much on my kayak and it's beautiful. But Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if, if you knew how much I've actually spent on fishing, it would, it, it would probably be comparable to your camping. Really? Yeah. Fishing yeah. rods, fishing reels. When you start getting good at it, you uh -huh. want equipment that can perform and it is not cheap. Um, and it's not something everybody can afford. But the good news is you don't have to start out that way. You can start no. out with a little cheap Walmart reel, a sure. handful of lures, and go out and catch fish from the bank. I did it for years. Well, yeah. And, and I don't think, I, and I didn't um, imagine that you just went out and started dropping money on the latest and greatest. I think with most people, we start out small and we see how it goes. And, and you get tired of the little uh <laughs> the the little uh issues and with with your cheap hardware or whatever it is you're doing and using and you realize man i don't have to do i don't have to live like this 
yeah. I can go ahead. For instance, when I started playing guitar, I was uh, playing on a guitar that was given to me by you <laughs> uh, five years ago. And a 12-string Decca. It was a beast. A 12-string Decca. And because I was so new at it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something completely insane. I pulled six of the strings out and left six of them in mm-hmm. because I was, I was so new to it. And anyway, the neck was slightly warped, so the the um, high up on the neck, the the uh, the strings were, hot, you know, just almost a quarter inch from where they should be. And um, I continued playing it because I wanted to build up some some strength in my uh, in my left hand. But after a while, I would go and hang out with a friend here or there or go to a music store and pick up a real good guitar, start playing it and think to myself, this is beautiful. Why am I, you know, hurting myself at the house? <laughs> and um, I decided to get rid of it and get a decent guitar. Now, the one I have, it's still not an ex- expensive, expensive guitar. I paid a few hundred dollars for it, but I think it meets my skill level right now and at some point i'm going to replace it with something even more expensive but yeah so it we we all we go through um progressions with the things that we enjoy and love and yeah i know i totally get it totally yeah get it. and i mean i i bought that cheap little walmart kayak for i think it was 140 dollars um mm-hmm. just to make sure i enjoyed it before i went out sure a bunch yeah. of money on a really nice one. Yeah. Um, so you can get out there and, and much less expensive, or you could find a used one. My fishing rod and reel uh, collection, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. keep adding to it. I built it over the course of years, you know, because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's expensive. $100 for a decent reel there, 100 for mm. a rod over here. You have to kind of mm. do it slowly when you're working on a budget. But for now sure. I have almost everything I need until, or almost everything I think I need until yeah. uh, something breaks. And uh, right. same with the lures. You just pick one up here, pick one up there, you know, do your research. But anyway, um, one other thing yeah. I really enjoy, and this is a yeah. newer hobby for me, okay. is uh, puzzle boxes. Uh, I had, I, I kind of knew you were going there. So tell us what exactly is a puzzle box? Well, um, usually it's a small box that either has like a mechanical trick to it or mm-hmm. a combination of movements that will... Uh, allow you to open the box. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of a broad term now because they also have little metal puzzles and things, but that that's mm-hmm. generally how it's uh, um, categorized. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them are magnetic. Some of them are, you know, pin based. Some of them are just simple wood mechanics um, mm-hmm. and uh, or have little balls in them that you mm-hmm. have to navigate. And I just find it really fun, especially when I'm at work. All of my puzzles are on shelves next to my desk. And if I'm just frustrated with a job or uh, need to clear my mind for a minute, I'll pick one of them up and play with it for a few minutes and focus on it. So I can just get my mind off of what's happening at work. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there. That's anybody, awesome. Oh yeah. And if anybody is interested in that, by the way, we are not sponsored by any of these people, but hit us up if you want to sponsor us. Yeah, please. Hey, but, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yes, this is not sponsored, but it's going to sound like it is for a minute. Um, 
anybody looking to get into like puzzle boxes and stuff, there's many different kinds and types, some inexpensive ones. There's a brand called Hanayama that makes little metal tactile puzzles and also these little chess pieces that are kind of similar to a puzzle box idea where it's a combination of movements or, mm-hmm. or mechanics uh, in order to open it. And they mm-hmm. usually run $30 or less. There's also mm-hmm. a puzzle box company that builds trick boxes and a few other things called Constantine. Some of theirs are fairly inexpensive, that under $30 price point kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I just got the most expensive puzzle I've ever bought in the mail today, and it took me an hour and 15 minutes to solve. Whoa. And it was, yeah, a puzzle called the Ansel um, by a guy out of Virginia named uh. after Ansel Adams, and it looks like a little wooden camera. Uh, and it was it was fun. It was fun, but it was it was a little bit pricier than I normally do. Okay, okay, but was it? It's probably the 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 craftsmanship probably showed too. Craftsmanship the, uh, showed. There's a lot going on in it for the price. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. He's kind of a new startup guy. This is the only model he makes right now. Sure. And he only makes batches of about fifty at a time. Um, if anybody's interested, it was about I think it was eighty four dollars after shipping. Um, mm. So kind of pricey. I had a hard time justifying buying it, <laughs> but it was a blast and it looks really uh-huh. pretty too. Uh-huh. Um, and he's a startup and did an amazing job with the engineering. It was quite puzzling. I had That's awesome. <laughs> no pun intended. Or... <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was. <laughs> but uh, right. one, one other thing I would recommend. And uh, yeah. once again, Neil Patrick Harris hit me up if you want to sponsor us, cause I'm about to sell your product for you. Come um, on, Neil. <laughs> he designed a puzzle box, well, it's a board game slash trivia game called Box One. So it's basically a game for one person. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely phenomenal. I just finished mm-hmm. it um, yesterday. Okay. And, uh, it, it took me about five hours total solve time, I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it was just an evolving game. Don't look up any spoilers. Don't you know look into <laughs> it. Just go buy the box and play through it if you like escape rooms or trivia or anything like that. Um, wow. And it's it's just this ever-evolving thing that happens to you, and it's amazing. You will need internet access, however. Uh, uh, I assume anybody listening to us probably has a smartphone or internet access. So. Yeah, probably. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> put yeah we're a podcast. I'll put, yeah, I'll put money on that. You know, um, it's it's not my thing. I mean, I totally get it, and I've seen a lot of videos with 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 um, puzzle boxes and so on. Um, I've watched the, the, uh, several of them where there's these locks that require, you know, it's like a, I guess a padlock. No, not a, something like a padlock. They call them trick locks. Yeah, trick locks. Yeah, and then the guys, you know, spending all the time trying to figure it out. And I don't know if he's already done it before, or if it's his first time, because he's just so good at it. Um, and he, he works them out and it's like, wow, how did he do that? And I even ran across the, the box one thing. And there was this, um, kid, you know, he was like an adolescent. I could tell from his voice and because he didn't have the camera on him. And I watched some of the, uh, box one and they were spoilers and, uh, I was like, wow, this stuff is so detailed and you got to go on the internet and you got to go do this thing and you got to have this other item. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. You have to have this item and you've got to read it and then you got to go to the other thing and put that down and keep going. Yeah, it was very, 
intense and detailed mm-hmm. and i could see how you yeah. have to really have your full attention and focus on it otherwise you'll miss details and he's like oh man i didn't write down what step that was okay step 14 oh yeah. refer refer back to step 13 or something like that i can't remember <laughs> he he was being frustrated with himself because he wasn't actually doing it sequentially or the way you're supposed to. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, was, you, you seemed... have to do it in order or you mess yourself <laughs> up. And that's why it took me so long, honestly, for our listeners. If you're yeah. really good at that kind of stuff, you could probably sit down and do that whole box in mm. about two to three hours, maybe a little bit longer. But mm. it is definitely one of the coolest, just most intricate games I've ever played. And it runs mm. about 30 bucks. Um, I think it's only available at Target. But you can mm. order it from Target Online. And if any of y'all are into that, or if Neil wants to hit me up for a sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Neil. <laughs> y'all, can, y'all can go check it out at Target. It, That's if, right. Mind, it was worth every penny of that $30. And That's my wife awesome. finished it up uh, today, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I gave it back to her and she finished it today. I, I imagine that he's going to come out with something else because if this is a, a success... Yeah, I would hope so, because it was a lot of fun. He does have another board game that's based yeah. on two or more people called Amazed. Um, that one didn't strike me as amazing um, okay. as as box one, but it is a lot of fun. My wife and I have played it a few nights, and it's just more of a deciphering trivia game, but it's time-based and stuff, mm. turn-based, mm. and mm. Uh, it's it's fun. But And he also designed a deck of cards that had some mysteries hidden in them. Well, so the one, is it because it's a one person thing or is it because it's the first? On the front of the box, it says, uh, I believe, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it says uh-huh. a game designed by one for one or a game for oh, okay. one designed by one. Okay. So, um, okay. It's, a, it's a ride, though. I, I really enjoyed it. It just blew, blew my mind on several of the twists and turns it took. And you just mm. weren't expecting it looking. When you open the box up, you're just like, wow, I paid $30 for these cards and this notepad and a pen. Mm. it doesn't look like much until you get started once you get into it it goes so much further (laughs) interesting interesting i guess uh you know there's there is something else i like um it's not something so much i i do but i like watching it's uh mixed martial arts it's become a, a a fairly popular sport it had a not so not so easy um, reception. There was even politicians who were um, speaking against it several, couple, maybe a couple of decades ago, but it's gotten some acceptance. It's so brutal. I get it. You know, it's a lot of bashing and it's, but like football, rugby, or any of those full contact sports, there's a lot of uh, chess match type of things going on that once you get past the brutality of it, and you start understanding the physicality and the athleticism and, and the training, and you can get beyond just the visceral aspect of it, but I get it. It's not uh, something that's for everybody, but I enjoy watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I've known people who, who really like mixed martial arts. I uh-huh. did Taekwondo when I was a kid, but I haven't really watched many fights or anything. I honestly mm-hmm. don't watch many sports on TV at mm-hmm. all, though. Mm-hmm. It's just never been my thing. Yeah, um, I'm not a sports person myself either. Um, it's uh, I feel, 
And because I, I wasn't raised in the South, when I, re- when I moved to the South about 30 years ago, when I realized how important it was and how big it was, I was like, oh my goodness, I just don't fit in. They would say things like, hey, so snitch, you know, how, did you uh, enjoy that game last night? And I'd be like, game? <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean, man. I, I always get that, hey, did you see so-and-so on TV with that touchdown? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I missed that. Who is he? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like somebody <laughs> says Tom Brady, I kind of know who they're talking about. Or, right, the big you know, names. The big names. I know who Madden uh-huh. is. That's mm-hmm. about as far as it goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, uh, isn't he that country singer? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Here in the South, people really get onto you when you don't like NASCAR. Oh my goodness! Yeah, they do. They do. I've uh, I've been in that situation before, where I was dating a girl, and her whole family was just all about NASCAR, and that's what Sunday was for. And then yeah. I'm just like, "Wait, y'all watch that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, oh, there is one more thing, one more hobby I have, but I probably shouldn't mention it because I'm so terrible at it, and that's uh, that's Uh-oh. golf. Ah, you're a golf guy. I play every once in a while and I'm terrible Uh and I spend more Uh time like looking for balls than actually hitting or putting. But, Uh uh, but I do enjoy it because it gets you out in nature and most golf Uh courses are very pretty. Some of the ones I go to aren't because they're cheap, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but it just gets me outside fresh air, get to drive around crazy person in a golf cart. It's fun. Yeah, there you go. That's something I tried one time, and um, I uh, just I couldn't get into it. I did my best, though. <laughs> I appreciate sec- all the good golf players out there. The secret to a mm-hmm. good golf game is having mm-hmm. a buddy that's worse than you. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's actually one thing the pros will tell you not to do is always play with somebody you went against because right. you don't right. ever learn anything. You never but, learn anything. You never get better. Right. <laughs> But uh, I have a friend who may one day appear on this show. Don't tell him I said this, but uh, okay, okay, he's, uh, he's worse than I am. <laughs> uh, we'll have it. We'll have him talk about all the times he goes out there and um, and 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 loses. We'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. press him on that. Well, uh, last time I did so bad, he almost won. Wow. Yeah, and that's pretty bad for me. Oh man, I'm really digging myself a hole with him. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> he won't well, want to come on the show. He'll be like, hey, he won't. <laughs> we'll tell him to come on, but just don't listen to any of the previous episodes. Yeah, and uh, and for anyone, since we're talking to our viewers as well, if you want to get into the golf, it is not as expensive as everybody scares you about. You can mm-hmm. find clubs at Goodwills and thrift stores very inexpensively three or four of the clubs in my bag i only paid about three four bucks for each Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then when i got a little better at it i well not when i got a little better at it when i figured out i enjoyed it i've never gotten better (laughs) at it when i figured out i enjoyed it i bought a very inexpensive set of clubs with a bag um Mm -hmm. i think it was about two hundred dollars and there are many golf courses out there um you can play for eighteen dollars twenty dollars you know um, I have a little par three course that I go to very often that usually only runs between 10 and $15 for the green fees. Mm. And that includes a car. Mm. So mm. It's not, not as scary as everybody makes it, mm-hmm. but it can be that mm-hmm. expensive if you really get addicted and start going to the really nice golf courses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I can imagine that it's at a certain point you want to up your game and up your, uh, 
your 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 tools, your clubs, and <laughs> start not, getting into the thousands. Not me. My kayak still needs too much money, so the the golf yeah. is going to stay cheap for me for a long <laughs> <Right>. time. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like my side side hobby. I'm in business, so I was like, oh, I should learn how to play golf. Can you like um, rig or you know uh, hook up that kayak so you can putt from it? Do you think I can stand up in it? But I doubt I could do a full swing in it. <laughs> you know, you're shifting a lot of weight around in a golf swing, that's, and I feel like that I wouldn't end well in the water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't. Well. I won't be like the the millionaires standing on the front of their yacht, knocking golf balls into the water. You know? Right. Well, that's what <laughs> I kind of had in mind. You know, it would look so cool. It would yeah. look so cool. That summed up my stuff. What did you? Did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, our listeners know everything about us now. Well, if any of our listeners want to share uh, any of their favorite hobbies pastimes if they have any questions about any of ours or any of the people we suggest where can they send us an email yeah they can send us an email at almost current events at gmail.com that's almost current events at gmail.com uh!